Hello and welcome to this latest episode of Shike, the MCU podcast with a British twist. As always, I'm your host, P-Dubs, and tonight we actually haven't got any of the rest of the team. Sadly, Craig's missing in action. I think he might be driving a train. Tony's having some issue with the weather here in the UK. We've, we've had a bit of snow, which um, kind of drives the country into standstill. And, and Josh, once again, with the university work, and he's, I think he's working tonight, he's doing his part-time job, so he's not available. But we have actually got a, a great guest tonight. I'm, I'm happy to say that I am joined by Roger Palmer from DizKingdom.com. Um, and we're going to have a little talk about some, some Marvel merchandise with Christmas coming up, people looking for last-minute presents and things like that. I think it was a, a good opportunity to, to kind of look at some of the Marvel, Marvel uh, merchandise that's out there. So welcome, Roger. Hi, hi, hello, Paul. All right, been yeah, kind of been sort of meaning to jump on this for a while now. So it's like you got yeah. sent the message. It's like, yeah, cool. Yes, yeah. let's talk some Marvel. Yeah, uh, I've known Roger for it must be three or four years now. I think ever since yeah. I sort of started getting involved in the the Disney community, um, did a bit of writing for Disney Kingdom over over the years, um, and I, I've wanted to get Roger on the show right from the start. And I think we were just building that base, and now I think we're in that yeah. that spot yeah, now where we can have have some guests. Um, yes. So let's start, Roger, by looking at some of the things that you've you've kind of found popular or even new stuff. I don't don't know what you've got, so I'm I'm really intrigued because I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what you've got as well. Well, this is the thing. I mean, the thing we I think with sort of Disney mer- or sort of Marvel merchandise, really, there's so much, there's so much different varieties, there's so many different options depending on what you like, and also your budgets. I mean, literally, I mean, I made some notes today of like sort of. Five sort of major things, but some of these things vary from like sort of ten pounds up to two, three, four hundred pounds. It really depends on your on your budget of what you like sort of collecting. Um, there is just so much out there. I mean, and also even just down to different things. I mean, now you've got like vinyl records. You know, you see these like it's for example Tesco now. See like you know they've all got the vats all come back in. You've got the movies and so on. But yeah, there is just so much out there. Yeah, there really is, and, and I'm intrigued. I, I'm a collector of, of certain things. Some things are out of my range, as you said. Some things go up to, <laughs> to unbelievable prices. But then other things, I've, like yourself, I've collected Vinylmation over the years. I've got yeah. pop vinyls and, and the like, and, and that's sort of where my, my collection sticks at the moment. But yeah. I'm hoping that might change in the in the near future and some of those more expensive items might creep into my collection yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a, a lot of, like, the Marvel animations. Unfortunately, the way that that kind of collectible kind of died off, um, kind of sort of pitted out at the end. But that kind of led, really, I think, into so many more other kind of, especially that vinyl collectible. I mean, especially stuff from Funko, because Funko really, I think, has been, like, one of the key things from the last few years. I mean, it kind of has built up the kind of merchandise that Marvel and Funko are creating. There are so many, especially pop vinyls. I mean, they're the big hot item. They're everywhere. You know, so many people are collecting them. Um, you have the whole sort of inbox, outbox kind of thing as well. And price-wise, they're very affordable. If you're after just the common figures, you can pick them up at, you know, supermarkets, uh, petrol stations. But then also you get the limited edition ones, which are a lot harder to get, special events, etc. Um, so that's definitely one of the, I would say definitely right now that is sort of the top one. You've also, I mean, they also um, falls into like the door figures, the mystery minis, and they've got other new lines coming. Um, one of my personal things I love collecting from Marvel is the Funko uh, collector core box. 
Yes. Which comes with t-shirts. And it's the only kind of official Marvel box that, or any whole Disney box that we can actually get sent to the UK officially. Yeah. So that's definitely one of my sort of top ones really. Is anything really from Funko? Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely, they've definitely cornered the market. I think, as you say, once the Vinylmation craze kind of died out, um, they kind of stepped in and, and Disney even sell them themselves. Yeah. Um, they're in Disney stores here in the UK. I'm not sure whether they've quite creeped into the parks yet. Uh, um, I know there's the, the limited yeah. edition ones that they've done for the park. Yeah, um, we had like that collector one for um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So they've, they've creeped in there. But the fact you can pick them up in Halfords and Boots and Tesco's, yeah. at which point then I do start questioning how much of a collectible they are, and now they're just literally just, you know, like buying a cup of coffee kind of thing there. That's the one issue I do worry about people kind of buying lots of them and keeping them in boxes and hoarding them in the hope that they're going to be worth millions. I do question some of if that will continue to rise. Yeah, and certainly you you look at the market and some of them are ridiculous prices, not just the Marvel ones, but but other ones. It's just crazy when you look at the prices that they sell for in the the second-hand market. It's definitely definitely something to be wary of. If you're going into any kind of collectible, it doesn't really matter what it is. Um, if you're going in there to make money, I would always feel like you're, you're running a risk. For every one comic that sells for a lot, I mean, I've got long boxes full of ones that I probably can't even sell for 10 cents or 10p. And vinyls that were worth money that now I can't even give them away. I'm it's So you've got to be careful. But then I've also got other items that are worth a lot of money. So it's that kind of trade-off. Yeah, it really is. So, and as I said, I am a collector. I've got pop vinyls upstairs. Um, mm. so it is something that I've, I've kind of been dragged into. Um, mm. and will probably continue to be. Um, yes. the future films come in. Um, yeah. I, I try to, I truly try to limit myself because it's, it's so easy to go overboard on them. But I think that's the case really with all kind of collectibles is you need to be, in some ways you need to be quite, it's very easy when you get going to go all in trying to buy everything but the key thing really i think for collectibles is buy what you like don't worry about the value just buy what you want and because ultimately every single craze everything goes up and down and if you don't like what you've brought then you, it's you know and you've got to get that right yeah yeah um i sort of mentioned that i mean comic books are kind of one that um while not the generally i'm starting to almost feel like the comic books in some respects are more of a collectible because I personally now just buy digital comics. I buy the Disney Marvel. I just buy the Marvel ones digitally because it's almost like just buying an, a, a magazine. You read it and then you don't bother with it again because I just got long boxes that I keep moving every time I move house and just feeling that like, no, I read the story once or twice and I'm done. And, and so the comic books, I mean, um, I just remember when I was, you know, when I was at college at uni, my best mate, he had literally long boxes just the whole underneath the bed, everything. He had thousands of comic books that I used to read. And it was great because I never had to buy any because he had, he just had all the new issues. It was great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely saw when he tried selling them of just how that issue does come into it. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I, I'm the same. My brother, my brother's 20 years older than me. So he was kind of in that era when Batman became really popular. Mm. And I remember him yeah. having wardrobes full of, Batman comics and and I actually weirdly started reading Robin. That was the first comic I ever read. It wasn't wasn't Marvel, and I kind of progressed to Marvel as I got older. Yeah, um, I my mate had them, but also I remember buying big bags of comic books at the local Butlins 
um, like mixed bags and just kind of got into it through that way. But it's definitely kind of an interesting way, I think, of, you know, some people kind of collecting comics and stuff. I mean, I've been reading, you know, ever since the Dandy and the Beano days when I was a kid of like having comics weekly and it just, that's just kind of been a continuous thing for me. Yeah. Um, as far as like other collectibles and stuff, kind of one of the big ones I feel that, um, kind of is somewhere a little bit beyond the Funko things. It's sort of the action figure lines because definitely like the Marvel Legends from Hasbro, they are very detailed. They're slightly higher priced kind of in that $20. They also come with greats. Like they, Nowadays, they kind of have extra options in there. So if you buy a character, it'll have a leg or an arm in there. And if you buy the whole range, you then get an extra figure. And those kind of come out, you know, we've got the new Black Panther movie. There's already been some figures for them. So they're definitely a cool kind of line if you're into action figures. Um, personally, for me, kind of sliding off to that side is the Marvel Select figures from Diamond Select toys that you can get through Disney Store. There was a recent Planet Hulk one that got put up on Disney Store. It's not, unfortunately, I just checked this morning, it's not available on Disney Store anymore in the UK, but it's still available at shopdisney.com. And it just looks amazing. The detail on those diamond, and they've had some previous from other ones, they're definitely one of my top picks um, for uh, action figures or those Marvel Select figures. Yeah, yeah, that's something. I, I, I was a collector of action figures when I was kind of in my early 20s. Um, just haven't got the room for for things, especially if you're going to keep them in the packaging. Um, I know that's obviously the big thing is do you keep them in the packaging or do you not? Um, and I just haven't got the room. I, I am an in, in-box person, I have to be honest. All my Pop Funkos are still in their boxes. Um, yeah. And I just it's, haven't it, got the room. It's that really bad thing, like, with keeping things in boxes. On one hand, that collector in you wants to keep everything prestige and it's valuable and you can sell it. And then there's another part of it. It's like, I mean, you like you you go to oh, I've had this in this box for twenty years, and I go on eBay and it's worth a pound or fifty p. And you're like, why have I kept this? It just wasn't. And I think as well as because we've all had sort of grown up with this concept of collectibles, we the idea of keeping you know I think like our grandparents and stuff when they were keeping cart you know matchbox toys and trains and stuff of keeping everything boxed. We're now we're sort of 50, 60 years on, and there's so many people are doing it. It's not quite the same. There's so many of them around. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I don't, I probably won't ever get out of that habit. I'll probably still always leave stuff in, but it's it is a, a person's choice, I suppose. As yeah. you said with the pop Funko, a lot of people do display them out of the box. Um, I think I just mainly because I've got a four-year-old. Uh, I don't particularly want to take them out so he can end up playing with them. He's got a couple of his own that I'm quite happy for him to play yeah. with. Yeah, having just had my um, uh, nephew destroy some of my uh, Vinomation last week and breaking the ears off, it's kind of, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, we'll keep you, I'll give you some, just stay away from, <laughs> from my pile. Um, it's definitely, I think, that whole aspect of collecting, of making sure you buy what you like and not worrying what anybody else is doing because I think, especially now with the social media, there's that kind of kind of gloating and the idea as well of showing off and feeling under a bit under pressure because trying to keep up with the Joneses and you know social media is really driving that especially in the community I mean there's so many different Facebook groups and Reddit groups of people showing what they've got and it's very easy and it's very hard to keep up with everybody and keep up with the con with the constant purchases and you know, especially if they start releasing stuff at like Comic Cons and special stores and the pr- price. I mean, that's why I had to, I mean, I had to stop buying a lot of stuff in the US because of, um, 
primarily the shipping costs. The shipping costs and the and the being caught for tax was just getting so much that it was they were outweighing the cost of the product. Yeah, and I and I think that is the case for a lot of things. Even just buying a t-shirt. Yeah. And, and you're still getting that's half the price of what you pay for the t-shirt just with the the shipping yeah. and the and the taxes when it comes into the country. Yeah. And especially when you then, if you did try and sell it and you can't even sell it for retail costs and you go, well, it actually costs me twice that. So it's, that's one aspect of, I always feel like buy what you love, buy what you want to put on the shelf. And, and also in some ways it kind of keeps your collection more real for you. Um, so that's definitely kind of a cool element to it. Yeah. Um, one of the, we sort of alluded to these like really expensive items earlier, which, um, I would kind of consider like um, sideshow collectibles. We've also got like hot toys. There's a few other ones. You've got like art, um, sort of the um, art FX figures, and there's Mezco. There's a quite a few different brands, and Gentle Giant, all making very, very detailed, very high end. You know, we're talking eighty, ninety dollars is kind of the art FX ones, but some of the sideshow ones are up near the five hundred dollars. Very little, limited, beautiful things. I mean. I know when I recently was in London and I went to like the Forbidden Planet store and they actually had them all out and like at last year's um, Star Wars celebration, seeing so many of them because I see all the images and stuff coming through every day um, through all my feeds, etc., and doing stories. But actually seeing them in person and seeing so many of them, you can really see uh, just how big and they make up. If you put them on a shelf or in your, you know, in your games room or in your little office they are what i would call a premium product a centerpiece you know and yeah you can't have too many of them yeah but i i've actually got a friend that that sells hot toys um yeah. as part of their living there they're they're regulars on the the convention scene um normally they're stateside yeah. stills they sell 10 by 8 photos of actors but yeah. they've got a sideline now called uk toys with a z um and yeah. they sell them, and some of them are, are just amazing. And I have to be honest, yeah. that would be, if I have a bit more money in the next few years, that will be where I'm heading, is, yeah. is hot toys, I think. Especially the Marvel ones. I think the Marvel ones are great, like mm. the, the Netflix figures that have come yeah. out recently, Daredevil, Punisher. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the attention to detail on the faces um, are great. I mean, they've made lots of, like, Iron Man ones. It's like a standing joke with the amount of Iron Man ones they've done. But it's, they are, it's almost that thing of, do you want you know, 10 to 20, 30 pop vinyls, or do you want one centerpiece that you can literally go, that looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's definitely kind of that top end line is definitely that kind of hot, hot, uh, hot toys, sideshow collectibles, etc. Yeah. Uh, and as I said, I, I think I will, I have been, my friend has offered me a couple of reduced prices over, <laughs> over the last couple of months. And I'm like, I've got to hold off for the moment, but maybe in the yeah. near future, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing of like you know of mix and also mixing up a bit of trying to mix them up. Um, there's actually kind of an item that actually got released lately that for me personally was something that really caught my attention was Disney launched a range of toy box figures, which they're only about twelve thirteen pound at the Disney store, and they're actually designed off of the oh, Disney Infinity game. Yes. Um, they had like Hulk, Iron Man four, and Spider Man, and the four one they kind of readjusted a little bit and. Looking at the actual the model, obviously loving Disney Infinity and all of the. I mean, I've got all. I had all the figures from Marvel for them. Loved that game, and that was definitely the collectible element in that as well. But these figures, you know, if you're after maybe a toy for a kit for a slightly older, you know, child that isn't quite 
sort of so many little pieces, but just it's going to be a lot of fun. That was definitely one I just thought that's a a really very clean cut because it's kind of simplified for kids, but it's also looks cool at the same time. Yeah, and and I I think we looked at them on uh, this after dark mm. uh, when they first released them. It was it must have been about a month ago. I think we we spoke about yeah. it, and and I looked at it and, and the characters. Are, they're obvious who they are as well, despite the fact yeah. they've got that change in design there. They're a bit more cartoony. The characters are still very obvious, and certainly for kids, I think they'll look at them and go, wow, that's a character, but it looks like something I'd watch in a cartoon on the telly, rather than in the films, yeah. which obviously children don't always watch the films. So I think that kind of grabs their attention as well. I mean, you definitely see with looking at like the action figure lines of like Marvel Legends like I mentioned earlier, which are very much more detailed, higher price of like twenty dollars. And then you look at like what's in the toy shop in or in like or in the supermarkets, and some of the figures there can look very, very like I would call plasticky. They're very generic. They, you know, they've got not a lot of articulation. They might, or they're really, really small. There's that other thing where they just get in order to get a detailed figure, they just get incredibly small and i do think that like, that toy box figure kind of sits in the middle it's big enough but it's also got the detail so it's um i do think that they are a pretty cool little line yeah yeah no i agree and i think probably if we see them my little boy would would want to collect them i'm quite sure he would so once we see them yeah. i'm sure they'll be in the collection somewhere there is, like I said, you know, there, there are other little items like um, Zoom Zoom, the little plushes. I wouldn't sort of surprise me if we start seeing some more of these kind of little things like with Disney, maybe like Disney Emoji Blitz or the Disney Ufifi or whichever way they pronounce yeah. it. These are like Japanese ones coming over. At the minute, there's nothing Marvel, but I'm guessing over time that these will gradually food through as the, as Marvel becomes a larger part of like Disney as a whole. Yeah. Um, but they, they've definitely been very popular. Um, unfortunately, not popular enough to save the game because literally today they just announced the Japanese version of the game's closed. Even oh. though, the, so that's another death to the to the Marvel game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, shame. Yeah. Um, other things like pins. If you like your pins, it. I've tried to avoid them. I have got some. Um, but I do try to avoid going. I've tried to avoid going down the pin rabbit hole because they that could be dangerous for me, and because they're so small, but quite expensive at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a few. I've got. I had an annual pass at Disneyland Paris for for the mm. last year up until October. And what I did, I kind of picked up some pins that were specific for the attractions in Paris. Yeah. But I've also I have actually started a Marvel one, which again I'm yeah. kind of trying to stick quite closely. Um, I had a friend that went to Hong Kong um, yeah. and managed to get me one of the limited edition Iron Man experience pins that were released when that first opened. And the only other one I've added to it so far, I haven't managed to get a Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout one yet, but I have got a, a Spider-Man meet and greet pin from Disneyland Paris as well. So that's all yeah. that's on there. So I've kind of, kind of stayed away from being general with the pins and being very specific with them so yeah. I didn't get dragged in. I think that's just a general rule that it's so easy to get caught up in collectibles of just so much out there. And then as well as that, sometimes it's nice to, you know, to have a bit of an eclectic collection of different items and 
you know that you know and like you say you go to disney and made especially to the disney parks and you just maybe buy one product or one item because otherwise like you say i mean i ended up coming back from disney world before with almost like half of my suitcase just full of like collectibles and toys and as I've just started throwing, it's like, I don't need any of this underwear. I can buy more when I get home. <laughs> yeah, we, we did the same last time we went to Walt Disney World. We've not been, we've not been for th- three years now. Um, but as I said, we've been to Paris, but the last time we went to Walt Disney World, we got the, the free $200 voucher. Yeah. Uh, for booking direct with them. I managed to spend that and more on vinyl Mations the first night I was there. <laughs> yeah, I met, I did the, I did the outlet run once. And literally, I had so many of the big, like the nine-inch figures. Literally, the, live, the the bedroom at, at the resort was just full. I just went nuts. And then I said, I mean, I was luckily enough. I one of the times I was there, they had the, the very first series of Marvel figures was released to D Street, so I was able to line up and go and get them and stuff. And that Marvel set still kind of is. Sort of, I still feel one of the best sets that they've yeah. released, but it's that thing of just. And I'm sure as as these deals and stuff will cut, start kicking in a bit easier, you know, especially at Disney World, Paris is a lot a lot easier for it. But you know, we are going to see a lot more of this merchandise at Disney, especially at Disney World. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and certainly now with the Fox deal, I know you've been talking about it today on your podcast. We yeah. spoke about it last night on Dis After Dark. That's going to open a huge, great big range of more merchandise that Disney can. Yeah. Conduct. Yeah, it's literally, literally at this minute, it's like kind of going into Christmas. I'm sort of sitting here and I'm like writing down notes of just like, right, what maybe columns or ideas to kind of, there's so much news to go through. I mean, even to, I mean, I literally just did an article about Fantastic Four, the fact that we might not, that might not even technically go over straight away yeah. because of the German company and there is so much more and I can't help but feel if, it, I, I mean, I think it's going to happen now at this point, but you know, X-Men merchandise and Fantastic Four and everything like that, it's, it affects everything. It's good as far as the Marvel goes. Though I did feel a lot of people kind of le- leapt onto this Fox Disney idea of, oh, this is everything for Marvel. It's like Marvel's like probably like 1% of this deal. Yep, exactly. And we, we spoke about that, that last night. Mm. I think I think the streaming is going to be a huge part of it. Um, with their obviously their new new product mm. going into existence in the next couple of years and then obviously now having 40-50% of Hulu and yeah. I think that's going to make a, a huge difference and yeah as much as we we like to think they've gone for it because of the Marvel stuff yeah, I think that's a byproduct of the fact that they will now be the biggest entertainment company mm-hmm. ever basically um, and I mean it's like and also like for us Brits you know the effect yeah. of Sky and Now TV and Disney Life and yeah. how all of that can kind of integrate with it all of almost essentially you know I could see all of this like merging in together and like rebranding and stuff I mean literally you know at the minute it, the sort of just blue sky thoughts are just there's so much it just shakes especially for even like we've asked for like Sky etc yeah. it could completely shake all of that to bits yeah, exactly, and it, it looks like not only are they going to have, obviously, the 40% that, that Fox own, it looks like they are going to go for the other 60% of uh, of Sky here as well. Um, it does, It does. I mean, it's that whole thing of, I mean, literally, I mean, I was just thinking the other day, of going, oh, I got, shall I get Now TV just to kind of watching Humans and Gifted, because I did the cord cutting last year, and it's that thing of, like, yeah, it looks like, like, 
sky as we know it is, you know, probably going to not exist in the same way. Yeah. So, we shall see. It's certainly certainly going to be interesting, and especially, I think the the Marvel side is, is more that Fox deal and everything that's, you know, it's been, it's been lightening up on the X-Men side, but the, the Fantastic Four, again, has been a bit different, and it's certainly just like... Whew, it's, it's, it's interesting, because obviously the X-Men, I've, I, I think they've had a couple of decent films in yeah. that series. It's not like they've all been poor. There's been a few mishits over the years, like uh, Wolverine Origins was yeah. a, a big miss for them, but then... Then other films have done great, and the the reboot with the younger cast seemed to do really well for them, uh, for a couple of films. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the the R rated side has has gone fantastically recently. Um, I've got to be honest, uh, that New Mutants movie is not for me. I don't like the look of it in the slightest. It's because I'm not a big horror movie fan. I just no. sort of saw the trailer like, oh no, um, yeah. It's going to be interesting because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think that will probably no. be a one and done, uh, even if this deal hadn't gone through. Yeah, uh, I think it probably would have been one and done. I, I honestly don't think there's anything to worry about with Deadpool. I think he'll stick around. Um, yeah, because I, I did. I was only thinking literally like the other day of like, well, Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, they could just have him do some kind of time portal thing with Cable, turn up in the MCU and. Make a, a standing joke to the screen, and he's in. Then yeah. it's 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 so much. And then other people talk about like Hugh Jackman, and I'm sitting there going, "Now nah, they need a reboot. They need a total refresh. Stop the timelines and get on with. And like you know, hopefully in some ways maybe the Dark Phoenix might be the end of that sort of the way they did it. And that's their their way out, isn't it? They can go. We've just done possibly the biggest story ever. We can kill as many characters off as we want with this storyline. So that's it. It's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I, I. I. To be honest, I felt like even with the rules of things like what's been going on, like with Legion and the Gifted, I had a feeling that something was going to brew even without the Fox, the full Fox deal, yeah. and also Fox Tell are bringing out Marvel Strike Force mobile game, which is a, a Fox company. You know, there's a lot of deals going on, and it just felt like. Things were moving in that dire- in a direction, even regardless of the rest of the, yeah. the Fox deal. Yeah. So, thank you again, Roger. That's been great. I no think worries. people will definitely find something for them to go out if they've got their last minute shopping to do for Christmas. There's definitely some some ideas there. Definitely, the Pop Funkos is an easy thing mm. that they can just go up the road and find it in a shop, yes. a normal shop that that anyone can walk into. As you say, boots boots do. Lots of three for two deals on them, especially at this time of the year. Um, so you'd definitely be able to find them. And for those people that want to spend a bit more money on on their family and their partners and things, hot toys are, though they may not be as easily available, they're easy to find on the internet. It's not not so much of a problem. So that was great. Thank you, Roger. We Thanks really so much for having me on. Brilliant. We'd love to have you on again. Uh, another Anytime. point. Um, we're going to have another episode out by the end of the month. We're going to do like a Christmas special. I think it might even come out on Christmas Day. Um, we're we're going to wrap up and do a, our favourite bits of the year and our worst bits of the year, and maybe maybe even our surprise of the year from the from the MCU and and the other films. We're not going to limit it. So that hopefully will be out on on Christmas Day, um, alongside the other um, After Dark Network shows. We've definitely got one for Universal, I believe. That's already recorded. Um, and there'll definitely be something for, for Dad as well. 
So thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And thank you, Roger. Thank you. Cheers, guys. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.